All right, hello everyone. Welcome back to Team Preacher. Excited to see everybody this week. We have a guest speaker today. Um, yeah, I call him, well, he's my dad, but then he's also my pastor. So I might call him one or the other, back and forth. They go hand in hand for me. Um, I'll let him introduce himself. Hello, my name is Nathan Pelkey. I'm pastor at Bible Baptist Church in Unity, Maine. And of course, as you know, I'm here with my son, Elijah Pelkey, my oldest son. I actually don't know my name. I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you. I'm just messing with you. I'm completely messing with you. Um, yeah, so we're going to be... Is that all you want to share? Sure. Okay. All right. So we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 4. That's what our church's theme is, mm-hmm. right? That's what the Lord had really confirmed in your heart, doing Ephesians 4. Yes, sir. And uh, we're just going to be talking... We'll just do verse 1, verse 2, and verse 3. And, uh, you know, you can read if you're right with that. You want me to read it? Yeah. All right. I always I always read it on the podcasts I was reading, so if yeah. somebody else is here, I prefer them to read it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one, th- one, two, and three, right? Mm-hmm. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Mm, amen. I've I've studied well, not studied, but I've read through all of these and studied them and sort of study. You know, mm-hmm. I was a, it was a year ago, pretty much, where I did Ephesians, talked mm-hmm. about Ephesians, and there's been a lot of stuff I'm realizing I missed. It's yeah. like some really nice stuff that I just missed. Mm-hmm. It was a bummer, but then also, um, it's, it's part still of growing. A good book, yeah, part of growing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had the air conditioner on here, and I had a jacket on, and now I, I'm gonna take it off because it's hot in here now. <laughs> yeah. I think so, we should turn it back on. No. I I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'd rather be hot than cold. <laughs> well, we disagree on that, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we probably just um, we'll probably just explain a little bit of these words. I always try to... Um, oh, yeah. We should start in prayer first. Thank you. Yeah. I, was, I was getting all into it, and I almost forgot the part. Yeah. Prayer. Would you start us in prayer, Pastor? Most definitely. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for today and for the privilege to get together and talk uh, and record this podcast um, with just a discussion, um, study slash discussion on these verses in the book of Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Lord, I pray that you'd bless our time. I pray it would be honoring and glorifying to you. I pray that it would be uh, accurate, our discussion. I pray that it would Uh, be a help to someone. Um, And Lord, I pray it'd be a blessing and that it would challenge us as well and that we would would grow as a result of it. Lord, I just, most importantly, I pray that everything we say and do would bring honor and glory to you, that you would be pleased with it. Uh, Lord, we just ask you to do it. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Um, Well, probably, I'm trying to think of what we're going to call this one, this podcast. I was thinking somewhat of uh, the adult's chair or something, the adult's table or <laughs> something like that. Funny, ironic, you know. My dad's desk, since that's where we're doing it. <laughs> oh, well, could do that. I don't know I'm about just that. kidding. <laughs> I was thinking of every time I'm with another pastor, an adult, because I'm planning on having other pastors in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm doing on the be on the podcast with me, and I thought of all sharing the same name of just like the adult's table or something mm. i'm you know i'm arriving to the adult's table 
The big boy kind of, table? That big boy table. <laughs> Just kidding. Mm. Or the man's table. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man's <laughs> table. That's probably what I should call it. Man's table. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody will see all these discussions and they'll probably get the they'll see it when it's there. Um, all right, so we we'll probably just talk about verse one first, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I therefore, so this is Paul talking, right? This is Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, That's Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to these saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faith, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to the church. So this is to us. This is Paul, um, the apostle, talking. So it's Paul talking under inspiration of the Holy Ghost, right? right. So it's really, it's God's word, Mm -hmm. but he's using the Apostle Paul to pen this letter Mm -hmm. to the church at Ephesus. Right. And given that it's a church epistle or a letter to a church, Mm -hmm. um, we understand that it is applicable to us Mm -hmm. because we are, you know, first, uh, we are, well, we are... uh, Come on, we are Christians. We Christians, are church-age church Christians. Yeah, church there we go. Christians. That's what yeah. I wanted to say. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so we can we can take this to be um, applicable to us. It's to mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Right. It's for us. And very good stuff he talks about. I, therefore, mm-hmm. the prisoner of the Lord. I remember when I talked about this the first time, um, and one of my... I don't actually don't even think I have Ephesians on the podcast. I'm unsure. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. I really like that. I'm just think he made him. I'm just thinking he made himself a prisoner yeah. of the Lord, and that's what we were all to do, is to keep away from the flat, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life, from this world's uh, grabby hands to try to pull us down. Mm. Um, I think of Paul always saying, "I to die is gain," and to die, and he died to self. Is he was a prisoner of the Lord. He made himself a prisoner of the Lord. Mm. And uh, I had, actually, if you're, look, are you, you're looking up some of those verses? Or? Well, I'm thinking about something. And, uh, you know, we can be in bondage to many things in this life. Mm. You know, the Bible speaks of, you know, Romans eight fifteen talking about not receiving the spirit of bondage again to fear. Mm-hmm. So we can be in bondage, and to be in bondage is to be in shackles. It's right. to be enslaved, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Bound, yeah. To be bound. So that's kind of like prison. You know, it's not the exact yeah. same word, but I think that it's a similar. You know, we can understand it's similar. So, you know, in Romans eight fifteen, it speaks of being in bondage to fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Romans eight twenty one. Speaks about because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into mm-hmm. the glorious liberty of the children of God. In First Corinthians, uh, nine nineteen. No, what does that say? Oh, um, I was thinking of I have some in my some studying I've done it. A servant at best. I thought of some of the words that Paul had said. First Corinthians nine nineteen says. For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself a servant unto all, that I might gain more. Mm. And, you know, that's <clears throat> that's why that verse really applies to me for when, you know, at church, mm-hmm. I why I feel led to take the ladies' crockpots or all the people that are bringing food or if they have stuff or they need help with something. Or, you know, why I, every time I'm asked to do something, I do it with a servant's heart and say, I'd love to. Because it's what God calls me to do, and I will gain the more by giving everybody help, making myself a ser- though I be free 
Mm-hmm. I made myself a servant to all that I might mm-hmm. gain the more. Yeah. I've made myself a prisoner of the Lord. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was going with it. We can mm-hmm. be in bondage to many things. We can be in bondage to the flesh. You know, we can be in bondage to sin. This world. Uh, this world. Galatians speaks about being in bondage to the law that we don't need to be. We're, mm-hmm. we're beyond that. Um, it also talks about in Galatians, um, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. So if we consider bondage being similar to a prisoner, you know, there are many things that would like to hold us in shackles that would Mm -hmm. like to have us in bondage or in prison to. But I believe when the apostle Paul says that he is the prisoner of the Lord, that is a, position that he willingly or voluntarily entered into he chose to become a prisoner of the lord Mm -hmm. and i think it's something that is not he is it's it's not bondage when it's with the lord Mm -hmm. he's a prisoner in other words he is tied to him but i believe there's Mm -hmm. joy and blessing that comes through that not not that it's easy to Mm -hmm. serve the lord with all that you have and to give him everything that you are it's not easy, and we're not even always perfect at it, right. you know. But um, he certainly calls himself the prisoner of the Lord in multiple mm-hmm. passages in the New he Testament. Do so. you think he's talking literally? Because is it literal? Because he wasn't put in prison for preaching the gospel of Christ several yeah. times. So I always always thought is you know I'm taking this um, metaphorical that he's talking. Um, that he has made himself a prisoner of the Lord, mm-hmm. um, not in the literal sense. But then also, they, I wonder, can you take this verse a literal sense? Well, Ephesians is one of the prison epistles. It is, okay. So the, the Apostle Paul wrote this letter, penned this letter, from prison. Mm-hmm. And okay. so it, it could also be literally, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's a prisoner of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if that was the case, if it was meant literal as far as being actually in prison mm-hmm. i think it might be worded differently maybe I not agree, yeah. but i it think would, it would say it would i'm a prisoner words. for the lord or because mm-hmm. of the lord or something to that effect but he's saying he's actually a prisoner of the lord right and, uh, and then he keeps going with more scripture and adding um talking about our faith and the walk worthy yeah um if he was yeah if he was in prison i believe there'd be more description of him being under behind bars or something absolutely yeah and therefore the prison and then I guess we talk a little bit more um, more on um, I therefore the prison of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy mm-hmm. and beseech I um, you had a good explanation of beseech it's a hard <clears throat> it's a hard one to understand um, yeah beseech it's to implore implore um, to ask or pray with urgency mm-hmm. you know it's um, you know there are other words that we could use to kind of express to beseech like maybe to beckon Mm -hmm. to like i i look at it as a passionate pleading with someone you know Mm -hmm. you're you're beckoning them you're imploring them to do something you know Mm -hmm. you're you're asking them but it's not just a hey would you mind doing this it's a would you please do this you know it's like kind of that passionate paul says beseech is he the only i know this is a this is all what do you think? Do you, is Paul the only one who uses the word beseech? Let me look it up real quick. I was, you know, I've heard, I've had many nope. verses. It's in it's the not, Old Testament. It's in the Old Testament too. Uh, okay. I I didn't think he was the only one, you, but Peter yeah. uses it. 
Um, Paul uses it. Paul's the only one like that I I used well now I know more about who uses it. But Paul was the you know the original guy I heard most of it beseech ever being used. Yep, it's a couple times in the Gospels, once in Mark, once in or a couple times in Luke. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is it is a word that's used throughout the Bible. But yeah. so he says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye what walk worthy. Yeah, that you mm -hmm. walk worthy, but not just not just walk worthy, but walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Mm -hmm. So, what are your thoughts on on that? Um, you know what vocation is? Vocation, I think I'm pretty sure it means it's a calling, right? Vocation is the calling to which we are called, right? Yeah, it's the um it's the, I guess you could say maybe the responsibility or mm -hmm. I, I'll be honest. I looked it up in the Bible. This is the only passage that uses the word vocation. Mm -hmm. So we don't have a, it's not a situation where we can compare it to other, <laughs> other scriptures, scriptures yeah, we, specifically. Yeah. Um, we can compare, we'll look, we can look at a couple other scriptures where it uses that statement to walk worthy. Mm -hmm. And I think that will shed some light on it. Yeah. Um, so if we look up walk worthy, there's a passage in Ephesians, right? Mm. I would also like to. I looked up in the dictionary. Um, I mean, not Ephesians, but come on. In the uh, dictionary that I yeah, have, go got, for it. Um, Webster, um, eighteen twenty-eight. Yeah. And I just wanted to explain what worthy meant. It means deserving, such as merits, having worth or excellence. On the equivalent with of before the thing deserved, she has married a man worthy of her. Um, that's, I don't know if that's, that's, that's not really true. You can't be really worthy for anything. Thou art worthy of the sway. I am not worthy of the least of all the mercies. Possessing worth is it. Yeah. So basically the idea I like better was deserving. Um, we don't deserve anything. We are unworthy such as, um, you know, that's why, um, I'm, I'm not going to make fun of other religions and no, I'm not going to do that, but that we, you know, we can't be worthy. So it's weird to me and I've, you know, I've, looked into this and I know the answer to this, mm -hmm. but as reading this for the first time, I was, um, it didn't make a lot of sense because we can't be worthy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, all those movies, superheroes and people gaining such power, they make the world likes to betray that people are worthy. And if you really look into the world today, no one is worthy because even the best of men are men at best mm -hmm. and they make still bad decisions and make bad, uh, you know, some people, they might be the smartest man alive, but they don't believe in God. Mm. They might be the nicest person in the world, okay, but they're not saved. Why? If they don't believe in God, the Bible says they're a fool. Right, that's true. The fool yeah. I said in there. They're a fool, right. Yeah. But there's even people... But they can still be smart. Yeah, I understand what you're smart. saying. Yeah, I understand what you're okay. saying. But, um, <clears throat> so here's something that we could talk about is mm. what, does, what does walk reference in the Bible? Because if we understand what it means by walk then maybe we can, you know, kind of mm. nail down a little bit what is specifically dealing with when it talks about worthy. The book of mm. Ephesians deals with our walk in mm. multiple places. Mm. So even just in this one book, uh, we can get to walk worthy here in a moment. But if we look just at Ephesians, Ephesians 2 and verse 10. Ephesians 2 verse 10. Right. And we could look at, you know, there's the word walk 
is in a number of, mm-hmm. it's all throughout the Bible, um, over 200 times, but just in wow. the, the book of Ephesians, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven times in six verses. So we have chapter two, verse number 10 says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So God is telling us here that we are his workmanship. We are made by him, but we've also been saved. Well, we were created in Christ Jesus for a purpose, unto good works, Mm -hmm. which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You know, once, once we're saved, we have a purpose and that is to walk in the good works that God has called us to. Right. Um, we have Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 1. We just read that. We know what that one is. We won't read that again. Verse 17 of the same chapter. You want to read this four? one? I feel like I'm doing most of the talking. Oh, it's okay. But Verse 4, chapter verse 4. Verse 17 of chapter 4. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll do that. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's so really good. what's interesting there is that's dealing with vanity mm-hmm. and our minds. What's mm-hmm. vanity? Vanity, emptiness. It's right. no nothing. value. No value, yeah. It would actually be the opposite of worth. Mm. Yeah. It's worthless. Worthless, yeah. Right, because mm. worthy would mean that they, you value or deserve so vanity is kind of the opposite of that it's in the same chapter Mm. um so it's telling us not to walk as other gentiles walk in in the vanity of their mind Mind. Mm. and what's the next verse say verse 18 having the understanding darkened being alienated from the life of god through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart yeah talks them being blind yeah. living in the darkness because of their vanity in their minds. Mm-hmm. Look at verse 19. Who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness, lasciviousness. lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I believe that's basically saying is that we should not walk and live as a lost person mm-hmm. walks and lives in this life. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 24 says, and that you put on the new man, which right. after God is created in righteousness mm-hmm. and true holiness. So we're dealing with our walk. It's how we live our lives. Right. It's how we behave. It's how we talk. It's what we do. And really it should be what we do both when people are watching and when people are not watching, mm-hmm. you know, when we're alone, when we're just in our own house mm-hmm. and um, we're to walk a certain way. And the Bible tells us w- the ways we're supposed to walk. Mm-hmm. Look at Ephesians 5 and verse number 2. Well, for starters, we're to walk as the new man. The new man, not, the not old as man. the old man. Yeah. That's what that passage told right. us. So what's Ephesians 5, 2 say? It says, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God, for a sweet smelling savior. There we yeah. are, that sacrifice. Savor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sacrifice. And actually verse one we should read, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, yeah, and walk in love, as Christ also loved us. So Christ gave himself for us, right? Mm, right. 
So we're to demonstrate that same sacrificial love of being a servant to others, mm-hmm. like you said. I, when, you, when we read sacrifice, I thought of this verse, Romans 12, 1, that you preached on, I don't know, last week or the next week, the week before. Um, Romans 12, 1, uh, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable sacrifice, um, service, your reasonable service. Yeah. I just brought up, thought of that verse when we mentioned sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. And the same, they go right together. And Romans was written by Paul, same, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I beseech again. Mm-hmm. So I got another walk verse here in Ephesians mm-hmm. 5, 8. I think this is one of your favorites. Oh, okay, so which one is that? Romans 5, uh, no, sorry, Ephesians 5, 8. Ephesians 5, 8? Yeah. No, it's one of my favorites. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Mm. Is that one? Isn't that one you quote sometimes? Or am I thinking of one in First John? He saith he abideth him on himself also to walk even as he walked. Yeah, 1 oh, John okay. 2. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm just mixing those up. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's all right. So, First John 2, 6, I mean. Again, here we're we're compelled, mm-hmm. even though we used to be in darkness, mm-hmm. now we're light in the Lord because right. we're saved. So that should affect how we live, how we walk. We should walk as children of light. Mm-hmm. That speaks about mm-hmm. the fruit of the Spirit in us and, and goes on from there. Mm-hmm. And there's one more verse in this passage that talks about walk. It's verse 15. Mm-hmm. See then that you walk circumspectly, not fools, as fools, but, but as wise. wise. Yeah. Redeeming the time, because the days, days are, are evil. evil. Yeah. Mm. You know what circumspectly means? It means, uh, well, if I'm sometimes at, at work, I will walk circumspectly when uh, there's gravel, rocks, and all kinds of things you can trip on. Mm-hmm. And I'm just walking outside. I look down while I'm walking, and I'm looking. Oh, be careful of that rock right there. Oh, careful of that stick. Oh, there's a big trench right there in my way. Watch out. Mm-hmm. And that's what circumspectly means. Me watching and waiting and looking. I'm being aware. Awareness yeah. while you walk. Cautious. Having cautious. caution. Yeah. Because yeah. your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. Seeketh whom he Walketh may devour. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. devour. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So walking circumspectly mm. is something we're compelled to do here. Right. And then the the contrary or the opposite of walking circumspectly here would be to walk as a fool and unwise. Mm-hmm. So, but it says to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. So, in other words, it, we're exercising wisdom mm-hmm. when we walk circumspectly, because, like you said, the devil. How's it go? Seeketh <laughs> as a as, as a roaring lion walketh about walketh seeking about whom he may devour. Our adversary. There we go. Adversary. Oh, we have an adversary. Yeah, we have an adversary. Um, so we have this adversary that's setting traps and snares. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're around us in this world, in this life. He there wants are us traps to fall. and snares. Yeah. He wants to catch us up. There are false teachers out there that would love to deceive us. Mm-hmm. And right. Uh, you know, so we have all these things. We've got to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. But then it says in the next verse, redeeming the time. Mm-hmm. You know what that means? Redeem means to buy back, right? right? Redeem means to buy back. So redeeming, to buy back, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Yep. Mm, so, the- so 
the time that's behind us mm-hmm. is gone. Right. We've lost it. It's gone. Yeah. It can't, can't be repurchased. Yeah. But we can look back at that time that's been lost or that's been wasted and say, boy, I, I didn't wisely use all that time in the past. I allowed mm-hmm. myself to be caught in traps and snares. I allowed myself to be distracted. I didn't mention, mm-hmm. We didn't mention that before, but that's another thing that the devil will yeah. do is fill up our time with things that don't matter, right. that are of no use, that are vanity. Remember, mm-hmm. we walked in the vanity of our minds. Yeah. So we want to make use and buy up all the time that we can, that mm-hmm. we have use, that we have left, and make good use of it. Right. And the days are evil, so we want to use the times for something good, mm-hmm. which we could go back to those good works that God wants us to walk in. Right. You know, that he's made us, we're his workmanship. Yeah. So, And when you mentioned um, that there's the things sometimes he likes to distract us with the things that are not important. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also can be, you can take that out of that idea out of context. Not, you know, throwing what you said, but also for someone... You know, I would say is some things seem important. They're they. I think they're important to me, mm-hmm. but really, if I really look deep into real life, they're not mm. important at all. Yeah. You know, at fourteen years old, superheroes meant a lot to me, and that meant the world to me. Mm. And going from it, or um, my paper game that I made, and things that I like to do, my hobbies. Those things were everything. They, I thought they were everything. They, I didn't think of them as a stumbling block, even though that's what Satan used. Mm. I would, you know, my Bible time and prayer life would be quenched because I wanted to do these other things, hobbies that I like to do more, more, more mm. instead. And there's things that in everybody's life that might not think they might they don't think it's vanity. They don't think it's, um, they don't think it's a hindrance or can be used to. No, they don't think it can be used as Satan, but really it can. Mm. And I don't really think there you can decide what is and what isn't mm. because there, you know, there's the TV, there's video games, there's uh, video, there's paper, um, there's games like any board games. There's mm. playing outside. There's running. There's swimming. I don't think you can really put. It's all the world stuff. There's everything is the everything is the world's, mm. and it's all can be used of the devil. Somebody who despises TV and is willing to make fun of it and never put that they're never going to put that in front of their eyes yet are the people who are going to explore the woods instead of read their Bible or pray sure and you you know I it's just there's no difference to this is we all are the same you know I was like well you have this or you have that it's, no it doesn't matter we all have the same struggles we all Satan uses there's always something we have mm-hmm. just because you got rid of this and I don't have the same that I'm not convicted about that doesn't make you or me more godly with them one another. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in this, you know, we both, Satan's going to have something in both of our lives mm-hmm. that he's going to use as a distraction. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, you're going to be exposed to things with your eyes if you're watching TV that you True. won't be in the woods. I, you, you know, know you're right. Exploring the woods. So there is more opportunity to have sinful thoughts and things like that on mm-hmm. the television. But, you know, that being said, you're right in that time spent doing anything, none of the things may necessarily be bad. Mm-hmm. But if we choose them to, and neglect the things that are of the God. things of God in the process, then it's a problem, mm-hmm. you know. So 
I don't, you know, there are things we don't watch on TV. Right. But there are things we do that, you know, we're not convicted about that we believe the Lord's okay with us watching. So we watch those things and that's fine. Um, but if we choose to watch TV, even if it's something that's not bad, and, and we do that instead of having time with God, when we need to have time with God, mm. then it's a problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's no different than working on woodworking projects or gardening mm. or anything like that. You know, it, yeah. it's a hobby. It's something that um, we enjoy doing. God doesn't say you can't do things you enjoy, but mm. he has told us things that we are to do. We are to give him the preeminence of right. our lives. Give Christ the preeminence of all things. Colossians yeah. one eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Very good. Does it say the Ephesians about preeminence? I don't think so. Ephesians is, I've really, it has grown on me mm-hmm. a lot. And we've been doing, we've been working through Ephesians since our theme is in the book of Ephesians this year, out of the book of Ephesians. Mm-hmm. This walk worthy of the vocation where we are called. I've been preaching through. We're still in chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've really been enjoying it. And it's it's been an interesting study. And it's just a neat book breaking down the... Uh, you know, the first few chapters are mm-hmm. really addressing what we have in Christ, yeah. what we are in Christ. There's so much. Um, there are so many blessings that we have as born-again Christians. Right. And then the last few chapters really deal with, you know, and, and there's some crossover, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the last few chapters focus more on what our responsibilities are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it starts with this walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. And that's mm-hmm. why I want to talk about those different things it talks about our mm-hmm. walk. Because that's what it's really dealing with is the vocation is right. now we're born again Christians. Mm-hmm. We are children of God. Right. We have been blessed with all these amazing and wonderful and incredible blessings that we've that have been revealed to us for instance in chapter 2 verse 1 and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins mm-hmm. we were dead on our way to hell yeah we were because of our sins but he has quickened us together with Christ according to uh verse 5 even when you were dead in your sins hath quickened us together with Christ by grace mm-hmm. ye are saved yeah. Uh, over in chapter 1, verse number 5, having predestinated us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Yeah, and um, that verse right there, just um, bring that up for everybody else on there. Yeah. That doesn't mean we are, all of us are predestinated to be saved by God. Right. If you read just the verses, I think it's before or after, it, it talks about, it says once you're saved, mm-hmm. once you are, once you accept Jesus Christ, you are. Mm-hmm. The adopted. Um, yeah, we're predestinated unto after. the adoption of children. Yeah, that's after being saved. Right. And I believe if we if we go over to uh, Romans chapter 8, it talks about adoption. Mm-hmm. And it says that what the adoption is, is the redemption of our bodies. Mm-hmm. So the adoption that we've been predestinated for mm-hmm. is the new bodies the new body that we're going to get. Now awaiting us, yeah. Yeah, one day when when we're taken out of this earth, we're going to get a glorified body, the right. Bible tells us. Yeah. So that's what the adoption is. Mm-hmm. When oh, that's, that's what awesome. we're predestinated for. Mm-hmm. But we don't become predestinated for that until we're saved. Right. But God has predestined all that who would all who would be saved 
to get a new body one day, mm, yeah. a glorified body, an immortal body. Yeah. And, and we can kind of see that again in verses 13 and 14. It says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, until the redemption of the purchased possession, under the praise of his glory. Mm. Well, what is the redemption of the purchased possession? Well, according to uh, Romans 8, it's the redemption of our bodies. Mm -hmm. That's what the adoption is. Yeah. So the, the Holy Spirit's a down payment for the time right. when we'll have our glorified bodies. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Sorry, kind of a sidetrack okay. there. Oh, but. that's all right. So I guess we'll we'll jump to the next part on after walk worthy. Um, of the vocation. Oh, I was going to bring up something. So do you think, um, I know we probably should jump to the next, but I wanted to bring something up. Yeah. Um, so when you, you think when it says walk worthy of the vocation they're with you or called, is it talking to members or do you think to the church or the pastor? I would probably say the church. Yeah. I mean, this isn't a, this is not a pastoral epistle. Mm -hmm. So first Timothy, second Timothy and Titus are what we call pastoral epistles. Yeah. They're letters to pastors. Um, so this is a letter to the church. Right. So mm -hmm. I think it's speaking to all the people in the church saying that they ought to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith they are called, which, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that is, uh, you know, at this point, honestly, this is kind of off the cuff. It's not something while I'm preaching through Ephesians right now, we haven't mm -hmm. gotten this far yet. So I've reviewed some of these things, but I've not dug in depth on this particular point just yet yeah um but i believe the vocation wherewith we are called well back in chapter one verse three it says blessed be the god of our father of our lord jesus christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places uh nope that's not what i was thinking it was uh nope that's not what i was thinking it was but um, right. i thought it said calling but it doesn't it says chosen oh <laughs> So I'm mixing that up it's with okay. Thessalonians, I think. Yeah, I um, where walk worthy of the vocation there with your call. I I think it should be made clear. Um, you know, I don't know if we make it as make it as clear as we can to some of the church members, but I know there's this idea that I've heard been around that the pastor is held to a higher standard, but the members get to do whatever whatever they want. They get to be. They get to live in some of the sins. But the pastor's held to a higher standard, and it's real. And then it's like, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible, like we were in here, walk worthy of the vocation. Isn't it's the church, mm -hmm. and you know, there's just members that they make excuses. But the thing is, they're fine and they're praising the Lord. But the pastor steps a little um, to the left on accident, you know, or makes a mistake. They'll make fun of him, like blah, blah, and they'll just look at him, and it's like, but they have the same exact or even worse, it's mm. because they're they're holding the pastor to a higher standard when they should be holding themselves to the same standard as God. You know, when I talk with, uh, you know, I don't mind this, but it does kind of get a little on my nerves when I'm with some younger people or older people and I'm talking about the Lord and they're like, you're called for something. I'm like, yes, I'm called to be a pastor. I says, but I don't, I'm like, that's not the, you know, that's not why I am the way with the Lord that I am. That's not, mm. I'm not serving God as much as I am today because I'm called a pastor. It's because I'm holding myself to the standard God has given us in the word of God. Mm. And uh, that's why I think, you know, all of, all the members are to be, you know, you know, not like the pastor getting up and preaching for in front of people, but they should be in the same spiritual 
and spiritual gain, and they should walk worthy and hold themselves to Christ's standard in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Is a God well, request of us. Not all Christians are called to full time ministry, ministry yeah. in the sense that they're going to pastor a church or be a missionary yeah. in a foreign country or something to that effect. But we are all called to full time Christian. Mm-hmm service full-time christian faithfulness mm-hmm. you know we're all called to be godly husbands and wives right we're all called to be godly uh you know individuals who walk with the lord mm-hmm. we're all called to be godly parents and to raise godly children mm-hmm. children that are born again are all called to be godly young people right and grow into godly adults mm-hmm. and part of being godly is yes reading and studying our bibles it is having a personal prayer time and mm-hmm. walk with the lord but it's also being faithful to evangelize the lost, yeah. to uh, you know, be a witness for Christ, to right. be a good testimony for Him. Kind, as uh, yeah. Brother Frank mentioned. Yeah, we're being called kind. to all these things. All these things. Yeah. So where I was thinking earlier, dealing with calling in chapter one, mm-hmm. uh, says verse seventeen that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. This is something that is being prayed for the church of Ephesus by the apostle Paul. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling mm-hmm. and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So he has a calling on the lives of all of these people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he wants, he's praying that these church folks, the people who are part of the church at Ephesus, he's praying that their eyes, the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, mm-hmm. that they may know what is the hope of their calling, mm-hmm. of, of his calling for them. So all who have been saved, all who have been born again, have a call on their life. And, you know, I think it's as much what we just talked about. You know, it's all these benefits. He wants them to know what is the hope of the calling. So, like we said earlier, the first few chapters in Ephesians is dealing with what we have in Christ. The blessings we have in Christ. That's the hope of the calling. Mm -hmm. The new body that we're going to have one day that we've been predestinated to. Our peace uh, that we talk about. That Christ is our peace. Um, you know, there's all these things we're going to, we're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens or the saints of the household of God. You know, there's a number of things we we've been learning about and that we're going to learn about, but then we've also been called to service to him because we're Christians, because we've been born again, we've been called to live a certain way. Be called to walk a certain way. Certain way, right? For um, you did bring up. You said I knew that verse. First John two ten. Uh, for First John two six. He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also so to walk even as he walked. Mm. We are to Christ is a perfect example, and we are to walk as Christ did. Yeah. Um, we are to walk as Christ, and I love that uh, verse in Romans thirteen. Fourteen. But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof so what is to put on jesus christ is to walk worthy how do i walk worthy it's to put on jesus christ mm. and then he says so what is to put on jesus christ philippians i think 121 for to me to live is christ and to die is gain we're to die to selves that's what it means to you know to be cru- to crucify our set um to crucify our flesh Mm-hmm. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, you know, and I, but Christ liveth me, uh, liveth in me, Galatians 2.20. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and to put on Jesus Christ to walk worthy the mission for all the Christians, the whole church. We are to put on Jesus Christ, and that means we are to die to self. To put on Jesus Christ, we need to die. Not die physically mm-hmm. or mentally, but to die um, of our wants. Our wants need to die. Mm-hmm. And we need to give God everything. And people today, I believe why you know, the world um, Christians today are going such downhill is because they don't want to give up time. They don't mm-hmm. want to give up what they like to do. And they can make all excuses. I work this much. I work a full week. I work. It's like, you know, I'm an, ad- I'm gr- I'm an adult now, and I'm working 40 hours a week, sometimes 50 hours a week. And I get home, and I have trade school. And I don't have a lot of time to do things I want. And then I have Sunday, which is the ministry. Mm-hmm. So some weeks, I don't have any time for anything, but I always make time. I get up early, earlier, to just read my Bible and pray. And then the time when I get home, I get to my Bible and I pray because that's how we're going to have growth. Mm-hmm. And you do the same every morning. Mm-hmm. That's how you're going to know God. That's how you're going to um, reflect Christ. That's how you're, that's, how, that's dying to self. You know, it's like, I would love to sleep in, sleep more. Um, but I wake up earlier because that's how it's, you know, it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I know other men of God who wake up earlier just to spend time with God. Um, you know, we, we brought a pastor, um, Coddle, he wakes up every, he works earlier every morning. You know, he doesn't work anymore. I don't believe has a job so he can he's sleep. Retired. In, he's retired. He didn't, he can sleep in all he wants. He still preaches, and, mm. you know, yeah, but he could sleep on, sleep in all he wants, but he doesn't, right. he wakes up and he prays <clears throat> Yep. and has time with the Lord. Even on vacation. Even on vacation. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's convicting hearing people about hearing people who really, they've given a new meaning to the word dying to self. Mm. And I want to add to myself. You know, it's just like, I don't want to be like, oh, that's cool for, that's nice for them. I I hate it when people say, um, what is it called? Like, I'm good, um, that's good for you, or, um, what is the word? Um, it's something like, it's good for you, or, um, I'm happy, I'm happy, not happy for you, it's, um, I can't remember I've been told by I've been told like this and it drives it drives me up a wall pretty much because it, it just shows that they don't really care. It's uh I can't think. Do you know what the word would be? <laughs> I can't think. <laughs> I'm not hundred percent sure what you mean. When you say it, I'll be like, oh, I just but. got this recently. Oh, that's good for you or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like a careless like I don't even care. That's mm-hmm. good for you, but not for me. And mm-hmm. It's true, but we are too. I heard a podcast once and it, we are to love each other and to really care for one another and do so. We're bury ye one, bury mm-hmm. ye one oh, another's burdens yeah. until fill off Christ. So when someone tells me they got something new, hey, this doesn't benefit me, but I'm going to be happy for them. Right. And people say, oh, that's good for you. It's not, you're not happy for them. You're just, you know, carelessly. Mm. And I, I very much dislike that. But we won't, we'll, we'll try to, we'll go to the next second verse before we talk sure. to her. We could keep going on and on. <laughs> so uh, with all lowliness, um, probably just explain so we are to with all. So this is addition to walking worthy, um, that we are to the vocation that we are called with all. We're so this is what add. This is an addition to that walk. We are to walk also, but this is also an addition to worthy. I believe with all lowliness. Mm-hmm. So lowliness is um. It's kind of like meekness. It's not the same word. So there's a there's a difference. Um, lowliness is um putting yourself below everybody else. Just like Christ did with sacrifice, and he came and he washed his disciples' feet. Um, do you have the explanation on there? 
Um, well, it does say in Philippians 2, 3, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, mm -hmm. but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Mm -hmm. So we're to, like you said, put ourselves below someone else. That right. would be lowliness. If we look it up, are you looking it up in Webster's? I am, yeah. Okay. Spelled it wrong, though. <laughs> I didn't. Um, it's freedom from oh, pride, good. humility, humbleness of mind. Mm. Um, hmm. Yeah, so it's... Freedom it's, of pride, I like that. Yeah, freedom from pride and putting ourselves under someone else. Mm. You know, that low end. And that's praying for God's peace. And also, you know, it's... You know, people that are like, well, I've been praying for God to move the pride from my life. But I think it's sometimes it's a lie. I think it's just sometimes they don't really... You know, well, you think about what is pride, it's the opposite of dying to self, right? You know, I think that's why Paul said, I die daily. Mm. That's why he said, I'm crucified with Christ because mm -hmm. he had to put himself on the cross to be void of any pride, right? Um, mm -hmm. to be able to be uh lowly and meek, to be long suffering and forbearing to one another, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not easy to do those things. But if we're going to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we are called, if we're going to if we're going to live a life that in which we are as close as possible, we're going to fail, we're going to fall short. So mm -hmm. we're not going to be perfect, but where we as close as possible walk worthy of what God has called us to, the Christian life, mm -hmm. and a, and a faithful uh, being a faithful part of His body, uh, the church at F, uh, the book of Ephesians deals a lot with the body of Christ. You know, it tells us that the body of Christ is the church. It does in Colossians as well. Mm -hmm. um, it talks about the body being the fullness of him. Right. You know? So anyways, he's called us to be a part of that. Um, well, when we walk worthy of that, what's the first thing that man wants to do? Become prideful. Prideful, right. So why? what does it tell us to do? To walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness. Mm. I think it tells us those things first because it knows that we reach that point of, of really walking worthy of the vocation mm. that God's called us to. The first thing we're going to start to do is be prideful. Mm. You think pride is wanting, <clears throat> it's kind of like a contentment, um, covet, it's a kind of like a, pride is like a coveting or thinking higher Pride is thinking yourself higher than everybody else, that you're better. Um, and then also, I think it's kind of, also the pride of men is kind of, you think it's a bit of a coveting? Um, it's certainly selfishness. Selfishness, You know, yeah. wanting, thinking that we deserve yeah, right. better or we deserve something others have. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's all those things. So, yeah. you know, and, and when, if we were to reach that point where we could say we are walking worthy, you defined worthy already. Right. Not it makes us think that we have some anything. special worth, yeah, which can then bring in pride, right? You know, so we're to Just walk imagine. worthy without viewing ourselves right. as worthy. Yeah, Lucifer. Yeah, you know, God gave him so much, and yeah. with it, pride. He thought himself he was, you know, he was a special, the anointed chairman. He was a special right. one that God had made, and with yeah. that, had his throne pride. on the earth, and yeah. and then all he wanted to do was exalt his throne above. God's throne. Yeah. And with that, it was like, that's a good, I think it's an right example there. Yep. Again, that's Lucifer. why Paul had to say he died daily. Now there is yeah. a passage, uh, uh, where is it? Maybe in Philippians where he talks about, um, 
you know, that he labored more fervently than them all, I think, mm-hmm. or something to that effect, mm. which could be deemed prideful, but he's using it as an example to say all that he did and all that he suffered, and yet he stayed mm. content. You mm. know, he stayed faithful. We're to be content, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness. Yeah. What's meekness? Meekness. Um, I I usually, usually think lowliness and meekness are the same thing, but they're not. Nope. Um, so, meekness is, if I can try to think of, um, hmm, putting yourself below someone else, Maybe. So it's a softness of temper. Softness of temper. Mm, that's mildness, gentleness. We're not to lash out people, not to be angry. Humility. Anybody. You know, it's mm. kind of that. Really, a, a soft temper. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's hard for some people. I don't generally have a struggle with hard emotions. I'm just, I'm more of a. And I will sometimes there are questions asked that do kind of spike a bit of my emotions and it's like I get kind of angry. Right. But I never I have many times where I've been given many questions that I well, I would say I've had many times that I have been very angry at some people asking me questions, um, accusing me, uh, making fun of me. I've had many times, you know, as through my life working, people I've worked with, um, yeah, so all kinds of stuff. Mm. And it's really, you know, it's sad, but then at times it's like I always take one big breath and I think of my Savior. And I think I don't ever think of meekness, but um, I should now think of meekness, pray for meekness. Mm. It's having that soft temper. And when in times like that, I wish it didn't happen, but it does. It, it always occurs. Mm-hmm. But I always think to myself is I always take one big breath and I just think of Christ. I'm just like I want. Um, I want his temper. To, I want temperance. You know. Yep. I just want to have the Lord's temper, and I pray for patience and wait for these people because some people don't. They really don't know better, and they're not teachable. So you can't teach them. So what? You can't do anything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm, I'm stuck in this hole. I can't do anything. So all I can do is pray for him. Yeah. So there we go. I I can't change anything by getting mad or I. Or lashing out or whatever. So I just take Bill and dig breath, big breath, and I just pray, Lord, help me. And there you go. I, soft temper. Mm. Yep. Mm. Do, you, do you have anything to add to that? Um, You know, being meek can be tough. You know, you're right that sometimes people say things that we take offensively, we take personally. Mm. And we let it cause really pride to well up in us and to become mm-hmm. defensive. And we become defensive because we're being prideful right. and we want to defend ourselves, which, you know, when you think of Christ, he suffered without defending himself. Right. I was just reading a verse on that today where it said Christ did not defend the... Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That was, uh, that was uh, Obadiah Holmes. In Obadiah Holmes, um, I was reading that story today. Again, and uh, it says, uh, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. For this is 
Thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it if when ye be um, buffeted for your fault, you shall take it patiently. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even hereunto where ye called because Christ also suffered. You know, and that's the thing, Christ in the further verses on that is it talks about Christ. And when he suffered, that he did not um, he didn't defend himself or, you know, he, he patiently was patient towards that mm. in that. And that's weird. He's the perfect example on that. I, um, I was probably, it's first Peter two nineteen. I'll pull it up. There's the, I don't know if I need to go further on it, but, oh, I see what I have right here. Um, for even unto you, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was um, guile found in his mouth. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who is his own self, bare our sins in his own body, on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Mm. And a uh, perfect example. And even says that he's an example for us. That we are to be like Christ. Walks, since we um, on ourself... You know, First John two six says, "He that saith he abide him on himself, on himself also so to walk, even as he walked." Mm. And that's how he walked. Christ did. Um, I remember Pastor Fagger mentioning mad and angry, two different things. Mm-hmm. And do you have something? Nope. Um, no, I just was preparing for the next thought here. Oh, okay. Yep. We can move on. It's okay. Um. So with all long, uh, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering. Hmm. Do you know what long suffering, long suffering is? I do. I remember Pastor Fagger, my favorite meaning on long suffering is uh, patience and long suffering are different things, but m- more or less we get long suffering. Um, no, actually, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Patience is what we usually get. So long suffering is something God has to suffer through us in Adam mm-hmm. and Eve from the beginning. Um, is Long suffering is um, having patience on things you can control. So long suffering is something having um long that's why it's long long suffering patience through things you can control. Um so um what do you have? No, that's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I mean and why is it something that we can control? We might not be able to control the circumstance, but we can control whether or not we stay mm-hmm. and endure whatever the trial is right. through the circumstance. So, mm-hmm. you know, we might have a hard time you know, with something that's going on in a relationship. Well, we can choose to be long-suffering in that relationship, as charity is, according to 1 Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. Or we can choose to bail on the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're told to be long-suffering. Right. And, you know, so many marriages fail these days, I think, because people are not long-suffering. Yeah, sadly not. They think they are, but they don't really know what long-suffering is. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, I hear some stories, it's like, man... Uh, you're not doing it right, even though you're saying it's doing it right. Right. Uh, profess themselves to be wise, yet made themselves fools. Yep. Yeah. Oof. So then we have forbearing. Forbearing. You know what that one is? One another in love, right? So forbearing. Forbearing one another. Jeremiah one. 20, verse 9. I like this one. Jeremiah was a prophet of God, mm-hmm. and at one point in his ministry, he decided he was no longer going to speak the words of God. Who? Jeremiah. Jeremiah? Really? He decided he was done. He, mm. People weren't responding. Wow. 
he was preaching, he was proclaiming the words of God, and nobody was doing what he was saying, so he decided he was done. He was quitting. He wasn't wow. going to preach anymore. So it says in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, Then I said, I will not make mention of him, speaking of God, mm -hmm. nor speak any more in his name, speaking of God. Yeah. Period. But his word was in mine heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones. Wow. And I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Hmm. So what he's saying, forbearing means to stop. It hmm. means to cease, to withhold from action. Mm -hmm. So restraining from action. So he's saying, so what Jeremiah is saying is, I was I was exhausted. I was weary with trying to cease my mouth from speaking the words of God. Hmm. So that's what forbearing means, holding something back? Yes, yeah, ceasing or... So um, forbearing with one another in love. So would that mean holding back one another in love? Holding back, so not loving one another or... Nope, it would okay. mean... It could mean, if you're doing something that you shouldn't be doing, hmm. I am helping you stop doing that wrong thing. But I'm helping you in love. Mm -hmm. I'm not beating you in the head saying, you mm. dummy, you shouldn't be doing this. Why are you committing this sin? Why are you doing these things you shouldn't? Bang, bang, bang. You know, like Bible thumping you upside the head and just mm -hmm. being ugly about it. That's what yeah. so many do. They're ugly about it when they yeah. see something. Right. Um, you know, Galatians talks about if you see a brother overtaken in a fault, restore such an one mm. in the spirit of meekness. Mm. Uh, considering thyself, lest thou also be taken. I think it says something like that. I misquoted mm. that some, but so we we forbear one another in love. We mm. help each other. I kind of had thought it meant to bear someone up, mm -hmm. but you know, uh, both Webster's eighteen twenty eight and the Bible. Just be reading these other. Um, Other verses for bearing. Other verses, it seems to be that it is... Um, Ceasing. Yeah, in, in Ephesians Ceasing 6, 9, bearing. and ye masters do the same things unto them, forbearing threatening. Ceasing threatening. Don't threaten your servants, mm -hmm. but don't... Yeah, so don't threaten them, knowing that your master also is in heaven. Mm -hmm. In other words, the threats that you're pouring out on your servants, your master is in heaven. Right. No, <laughs> he's got... The capability of much worse than you can you can dish out on. I do have a little bit of a hard time because if you read if you just take forbearing like that and you just read like forbearing one another in love, kind of like ceasing one another in love, mm -hmm. kind of sounds like it's saying don't love one another mm -hmm. or something. I, I kind of says forbearing a, one another in, in love. Love. So mm -hmm. it means to do something. It's to forbear you mm -hmm. in love, mm -hmm. lovingly. Okay. So if I come to you about something, I should come to you in love. I shouldn't mm -hmm. be ugly about it. You're right. Yeah. I shouldn't rip your face off. Mm -hmm. You did something that offended me. I shouldn't rip your face off about it. Yeah. I should come to you in love mm -hmm. and talk to you about really it with good. a loving yeah. spirit. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's really good. There's a lot of people I wish had, had done that in my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And work and stuff like that. But... God's good. So, I guess yep. we move to endeavoring.
Orin Duverin. Remember that? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. That's why when I read it originally, I said endeavoring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Endeavoring. Oh, yes. I accidentally in a past, when I, around when I just started, I think I started in First John, so it was my first time re- starting the YouTube channel. I started the YouTube channel. I read and was reading in First John, and it says to endeavor to keep the faith. And, and I thought it was endeavoring to keep the faith. And I had this explanation on what endeavoring was, but it was endeavoring. I just pronounced it endeavoring. Um, so maybe I'm speaking in some uh, slang or language or, you know, somebody may understand me. Re- listen to this. I don't understand a word he said, but I know what he meant when he said endeavoring. You, you never know. <laughs> but endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, which that would be easier for us here because we live in unity mm. <laughs> just kidding so unity is easiest in unity yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so endeavoring that means to make an effort mm. um, to strive strive yeah. striving together yeah so striving to keep the unity of mm. the spirit notice that word spirit mm. it's the, the holy first spirit. letter is capitalized unity of so the, spirit. the holy so, spirit because you know the spirit and the flesh um, go once against each other. They fight right. against each other. Right. So we need to be friends with our Holy Spirit and not be friends with the flesh. Uh, yeah. And if and you know this is again speaking to a church. So you know they're being charged to strive to mm-hmm. keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Mm-hmm. So we are to walk in the spirit, right? Galatians right. 5 tells us to walk in the spirit and right. not in the flesh. So bearing the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So if we've got a church of 50 people and 45 of them are walking in the spirit and five of them are walking in the flesh, it's going to be really hard for that group to really have unity Right. With those five people that are walking in the flesh. Because mm-hmm. they're going to be carnal and they're going to complain about things. And they're yeah. they're going to be under conviction. And there's just going to be a lot of problems with yeah. that, those five people. in misinterpretation is also walking in the flesh? I think walking in the flesh will cause misinterpretation. Because yeah, sometimes you can have a brother who has a misinterpretation of the Bible. And that will cause conflict with one mm-hmm. another. You, always, you can't have unity with somebody... Who, you know, basically... Well, we, we're not going to agree on everything when it right. comes to our Bible study and our Bible mm-hmm. reading. True. So, but we can still come to one another in love mm-hmm. and disagree about something and still be kind yeah. and still be loving. We can yeah. still forbear one another in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. And the So the bond of peace. What is a bond? What is a bond? Bond, yeah. Um, it is... Keeping one another tied together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we are to stay united, if you will. Well, mm-hmm. unity. Uh, we are to keep ourselves linked together. A linked bond together. is, um, well, there are some, well, what's a bonding agent? Like glue. Glue, yeah. You put glue between two items to bond them together. Mm-hmm. You know, so that they'll stay they can't be separated. They're together. all together. A family. Right. right. You know, um, so, yes, exactly. So we are to endeavor to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we, we want our church body, we want our church family to stay bonded together mm-hmm. and to have peace. Yeah. But how, you know, how is that possible? You know, every time our church family, we have people who leave. Mm-hmm. You put so much into them and it's always the people that leave or have 
some, you know, you call it excuse, you can call it uh, duty or something, you know, they have something. And it's like, but we were to be a bond in peace. Mm. Uh, but it's not in their minds. They have unity. They have other, uh, they have other plans. Yeah. It's sad that they're not thinking of the same thing. Oh, we got to stick together too. They're, they're, they're on the other side of things for some reason. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how can we both be on different sides. Um, if God calls me to another church, you know, I'll go to this other church with you know your will, uh, not your will, but your, um, your, um, blessing, blessing. Yeah, yeah. never. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. <laughs> but if I'm called somewhere to preach too, you know, like um, Uncle Brandon, or no, Pastor Brandon Pelkey, he was, uh, you know, just really, you know, it was awesome to have in our church, and was sad to see him go. But, you know, you, you didn't want to lose him. You know, we were all, you know, that close family. We were best friends, us and the kids. And it was hard seeing him go. Um, but, you know, and it was like, the, it was, was it breaking the bond of peace with him leaving? And the glue, you know, somebody, I guess, got some peanut butter in there. If you got glue, you know, some in your hair. You know, that was a bad example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're looking at me, I'm like. I'm like, I yeah, have no idea what you're talking about or <laughs> okay, where you're going with work. this. Uh, but. If you get the idea, the bond of peace. Mm-hmm. What happens when somebody, somebody is uh, in the bond of peace, and then they they break apart? Have you know either you think it's different when somebody's led to leave, but then there's also other people who make excuses to leave. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a difference. I mean, it, it it's still hard, and it still hurts either way. You know, mm-hmm. when you lose people that you've invested and poured your life into, and that are a part of the body. You know, it's like you're like an amputee you know you're losing a an arm an arm yeah. or you're losing a leg but you prayfully get that arm back right get uh, thankfully the, restitched yeah thankfully the body of christ is uh it is rejuvenating you mm-hmm. know as as sometimes you lose some of those components some of those parts mm-hmm. and god replaces them we've lost many pianists yeah. too in our time lifetime mm-hmm. and god's always brought he's been, blessed us with another one he's been replacing them yeah, yeah. So, we're known for that. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't go further. All right. Mm. So he's faithful, that's for sure. He is. Yeah. No so we what. want to strive to be faithful. Right. You know, mm-hmm. be holy for he is holy. We ought to be faithful because he's faithful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think that's it now. I think we... It's a little over an hour. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be as long as uh, the one I do with my cousins, but... Yeah. Because we did even less... No, we actually did third three verses. Last time we did three verses. Really? Yeah. 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 Three verses, cool. I guess, takes an hour for us. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, a lot of good stuff. Just to kind of reiterate, walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you're called. Mm. We are all called as Christians to live a life of godliness and service right. to our Savior mm. in a church body. Yeah. Which the Bible says is the body of Christ. Mm. So we're to be faithful at that. Right. And uh, obviously the rest of the verses can be reread later. Mm. But that was kind of the topic of the day. That, mm. that was that verse. So. Mm. Yeah. I think um, a good testimony, uh, testimony from me to say for young teens, a lot of teens like to replicate them. They'll copy off of somebody they like, a hero to them mm. in their life. You know what? And, you know what that was always called when I was a kid? What? They were idols. Idols. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy's my idol. I yeah, want to be really. like this professional basketball player. He's my wow. idol. I I would say that's a wa- it's a waste of time. I can speak from experience. Would you say the same? Oh yeah. Yeah. A waste of time. I see teens going in that, and I want to tell them not to do so, but I don't know if it's my place to tell them that. 
I don't know if they're supposed to learn it by themselves or am I supposed to say something? You know, I think it's a natural mm-hmm. thing. Well, that's exactly what it is. It's natural. It's mm-hmm. a natural is of the flesh. Yeah, it is. It's a carnal thing. You know, I had um, uh, heroes in my life that I wanted to be like and then I realized, you know, at 15 it was a waste of time and the person I really should be modeling off of is my pastor, my dad, you know, the God, man of God God's given me and then also Jesus Christ in the scriptures. And I realized how much of a waste of time it was trying to have idols. Like that's not that's not what the Bible proves. It doesn't say it never says that. Right. Um, it wants us to be like Christ. In fact, it tells us quite the opposite. We should not have idols. Yeah. Right. And you know, people don't look at them as idols, but they don't. That's what they were called when I was kids. I don't know what they're really called now. Heroes, or yeah, like you, you said. Or, yeah. You know what's funny? The what really got me to realize that I had idols and that I needed to, um, of men and I needed to be more like Christ were people that actually had struggled with the same thing. Mm. I could have easily made the excuse, well, they're struggling, look at their life. Mm. Um, but I didn't, I decided to take it and to be like, and look at my life instead and, you know, to grow from it. And you know, the reality is we all grow at different paces, right? You know, I always imagine us being a flower that's slowly opening. No, you wouldn't say that. A flower just slow. That's the expression I say. We're a flower. You can be a flower if you want to. <laughs> okay. A flower slowly opening petal by I petal. I just wish you smelled like a flower. To be beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> you too. Uh, but no, I, uh, you know, sometimes. Slowly, we're slowly, every petal's opening slowly. Okay. Becomes something beautiful. Like God, what God wants us to be. What he's planned us to be. We're slowly opening. Okay. To be beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. God mm. hath made all things beautiful in his time, right? Mm. Yeah. But we're, we do grow at different speeds, at different right. paces. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when God got a hold of your heart, it was a very quick and sudden, you know, you just were determined. You were going to be, God called you to be a pastor at that point, And you were going to start really focusing and nailing, mm. you know, getting it act, after it. It wasn't, it actually, oh, we'll be done. But I'll just share this one thing. It actually wasn't the call of being a pastor that changed, turned my life around. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't. That I didn't, you know, I was called pastor and I knew I probably should do better for the Lord, but that didn't give me the drive I needed. It it didn't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it did. It, you know, I'm called to be a pastor, so I'm going to live and serve him, serve him. But that's not what made me um, to be the, the man, the godly man that I am today, I would say. I'm not saying that out of pride or whatever. It's just the man that I am today isn't because I was called to be a pastor. It's because I just hit a point in life where... You know, I realized somebody, some um, people said some things about me that hurt my feelings, but they were right. They were right. And I decided to look at that and be like, I shouldn't, I don't want to be this. Mm-hmm. And I decided to study, um, how do you make yourself um, clean your life up? Um, lead them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. Yeah. You know, John seventeen seventeen, I believe is what it is. Lead Lead them in thy truth. Thy word is truth. Yeah. No, sanctify them through sanctify thy truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy yeah. word is truth. Thy word is truth. How are we yeah. going to be purified, cleaned? Through the word of God. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think we'll just end there. Walk worthy. Yeah. Walk worthy of the vocation there with your call. Where with your call. Where with your call. I always mess yeah. those two up. Oh, well. Very good. Okay, so I guess we'll, I'll just end us in some prayer. Sure. So I believe the name will be, I might change it, um, Adult's Table. Yeah, I thought it was of, gonna be the man's table. Man's table, I like an adult's table better. 
Because I've been a man some, for a while. In case you have some women on there. <laughs> no. <laughs> just kidding. No, that one. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but the adults table, I just feel like you, because you know, as me growing up, I'm, I've moved a little bit from the kids table, from mm-hmm. hanging out at the kids table all the time, I've moved more to the adults table. Okay. And I kind of say that as the the pastors or just the adults. Okay. I think it's more, I'm, I'm probably only going to have it, you know, pastors on it. We'll see what happens. But yeah. I feel led to do the Lord's will, but yeah, yeah. Very we'll good. see about that. Yeah. Sounds All right, good. so I'll just send us in some prayer, and we'll probably eat something. Sorry, it's always an hour before we eat. You know? <laughs> oh, well. All right, I'll end this in some prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord. I praise your name on high, and I thank you for this uh, blessed day you've given us. Thank you for uh, my pastor, Lord, and my dad, also, um, my pastor and my dad coming, Lord, and uh, being on the podcast, to, uh, Lord, uh, being um, share, uh, help me in the word of God, Lord, and that we could share um, our... Uh, our understanding of the word of God that you've given us. Um, Lord, I thank you so much for uh, this opportunity and for him making time in his day to come and to read the word of God with me today, Lord. And um, I pray we glorified your name, Lord, and that we um, did not uh, mess up too much, Lord. And I pray that you keep um, the words clear to everybody, Lord, and I pray everybody gets something out of it. I thank you for this time, Lord, um, in your word. I thank you uh, so much for edifying us, Lord, in, in your word, effectually working in our lives. I praise your name on high, and I pray help us to a walk worthy, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. All amen. right. Were you laughing when I was praying? Not yet. Oh. Yeah, I think when you said my pastor and my dad, it sounded like it was two different people. I know. That's why I fixed it. That's why I said my pastor and dad. I said, that's why I fixed it because I was like, I have two people here. No, I have one. Uh, all right. I'll end us. I'll end us. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a good week, everybody. The Lord be with you. The Lord be with everybody. Bye.